Today's episode is brought to you by Emil. Emil is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Emil will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Emil saves you time and money. That's a win-win in my book. Emil wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to emil.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until June 30th for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Emil, plan, book, and love the journey. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. So I am broadcasting no longer from Taiwan. I have since transitioned away from the island. For those of you guys who are in Taiwan, listening to the podcast or watch me on YouTube, this is also my very first video podcast. Make sure you check it out if you're listening, we usually listen on iTunes or on SoundCloud or wherever you may be. Check me out on YouTube. Give me a follow, like, share, all that good stuff. But for those of you guys who are still in Taiwan, hope you guys are staying safe, keeping your mask on. I know since I left, uh, the virus kind of went crazy there. Uh, there's a lot of cases popping up every day. I think almost like 200 a day or something like that. Um, hope you guys are staying safe, uh, finding things to do inside. Check out some of my videos where I talk about uh, on YouTube things that you can do during a pandemic if you don't know what to do and don't have much to do. Uh, or, you know, just get a lot of reading done, uh, start some side projects, start day trading, anything you want to do. because. I hope you're at home and you should be at home, staying safe, washing your hands, masking up, and, you know, just being the amazing individuals that you guys are. But enough about me and enough about Taiwan. Uh, again, hope you guys are safe. I'm being serious about that. Hope you guys are safe. But yeah, today uh, is the final day of the Her Story series. I'm not going to interview someone today, but uh, I've done eight episodes of the Her Story series. I will add to that as the year goes on. But I wanted to, you know, hollow out at episode eight as this is June 1st, the 1st of June. And I'm going to jump into his story series, right? I know what you guys are thinking. I promise you guys more stories from me and more of my perspective. And that is exactly what you are going to get. Because today is a solo podcast, just me talking about amazing things. But this upcoming Sunday, I'll be releasing KG's interview, which was amazing. If you don't know who KG is, uh, he is a DJ and many other basketball player, coach, teacher, and many other things out in Taiwan. An amazing man, an amazing person, an amazing individual that I was very fortunate to meet, thanks to Arts and Crafts Bar. And I'll be releasing the Blurred Explorers episode the following week. He actually wrote uh, several books uh, about his time in Taiwan, uh, and he actually wrote Black Traveler's Guides uh, to things that you can do in different cities, not just, you know, when you think of Korea, what do you think of? Seoul, right? So maybe you think of North Korea first, and again, can't fault you for that either, but you probably think of Seoul and then North Korea, uh, but he actually writes about other places he's visited, and his is a six foot, I think he's six foot five or six foot eight. He's tall, and he's been living in Korea, I think, for one or two years, so his experience is very different than mine. One, because I'm not six foot eight, I'm five eight and three quarters. Uh, that's just what I'm going to say. I am on five, eight and three quarters. I'm not six foot eight. That's fine. So his experience as a black man living in Korea is very different from mine because one, I'm in Taiwan, he's in Korea and two, he's much taller than me, but his interview was amazing as well. And if you haven't picked up on it already, I am starting the, his story series, but this will be different than the, her story series as I will throw in a bunch of interviews, not necessarily interviews, but conversations, just me talking and sharing, you know, my story as this is 
the Black Expat Podcast, and I am the Black Expat and have been for some time. But what I want to jump into today, what I want to get into is a final goodbye, right? A final goodbye to what you ask. Arts and Crafts Bar, the first and only 100% Black-owned bar and art gallery in Taiwan, to make it in Taiwan. Um, I It's been a month, right? Exactly one month since I left Taiwan, but also exactly one month uh, since, you know, the bar. I said my final goodbye to the bar. The bar shut down April 17th. It was our final day. It was a great, it was an amazing outpour of love and support. Uh, I do want to take time to just thank everybody that came out and showed love. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the photos I'll be putting as I talk about and I say my final goodbye to the bar. You'll see people uh, like Sherry and you'll see Anna Clara. Uh, you'll see Erica. You'll see Winnie, Wendy. Oh, sorry, Winnie and Wendy. You'll see uh, you know, American Cindy. That's her face. That's her Instagram name. Uh, you'll see Emmy. You'll see Davion. You'll see Val. You'll see Emma. You'll see a bunch of just amazing people uh, who came out and showed support. You'll see Dooley. For those of you guys in Taiwan, you know Dooley's like kind of famous. Uh, you'll see a bunch of just amazing people who just came out and really showed love and support. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you guys. I, I probably missed some people. I'm sorry, but if you're in the photos, just know that I'm thinking about you as well because I put the photos up. So obviously, if I put the photos up, that means I was thinking about you. I'm also going to put a bunch of photos of myself because, you know, I'm actually very thankful for myself for all the hard work that I did uh, and, you know, getting the bar started and keeping the bar going and eventually seeing the way that the bar was connected to many other people. But what I want to talk about is, uh, and I, I allude to it in some of my other podcasts where I discuss arts and crafts, but the difficulties being a black man, a black person, a black expat, you know, and opening a business abroad. And I want to speak specifically to, you know, what it's been like during the pandemic, but also some things that may not have been a result, uh, you know, of things that occurred during the pandemic. Because what I didn't really allude to, I didn't really, for myself, I didn't really dive deep into is how my experience as Carl, the Black Expat in Taiwan, shifted so much uh, once I opened a business, right? For those of you guys who have, you know, maybe not traveled outside of the country, uh, you definitely understand, you know, when I say when you start a business or you start a new job or you relocate or you get married or you have kids, uh, your life changes, right? And as much as you can ask others about, you know, their experiences and you can, you know, remember what you've seen or things that you've done and how others have kind of acclimated to, you know, the process of these I like to consider them big life changes. It's so different when you go through it on your own uh, because it is different, but also it's hard, right? You just, you forget the little things that changes in your life when you go through a big change. And while it was very exciting to open a bar and I was very happy to open a bar and I love that we opened the bar, my life was very different, right? When I first came to Taiwan, those of you guys that have followed me for a while, you know, I was always out drinking. Right. I didn't drink until I was 21. And I don't I didn't drink a lot while in Taiwan, but a big part of the social scene when I first came before Facebook and Instagram and we were able to connect with each other so easily was, you know, to go out and meet people at bars or at clubs or at, you know, friendship gatherings and meetups and house parties and things like that. So I was always in these environments where I was communicating and interacting um, and having thought provoking conversations and building authentic relationships with people in Danshui in Taipei. Right. And I think that is what made my experience so unique and why I stayed in Taiwan for so long, because outside of the traveling and outside of the fact that I genuinely loved my job and I liked what I was doing outside of those two things, outside of those many things, actually, I enjoyed the ability to be able to meet different people to build meaningful relationships. Now, it's not to say that every person I met and every friendship group I interacted with then became 
you know, this amazing friendship group, right? They didn't then become, oh, these are my best friends. We're great, right? I can count on one hand or maybe two hands, the amount of friends I'm still in contact with who I would consider to be good friends, right? Great friends of mine long-term, right? You have Steven and you have, uh, you know, you have Erica, Steven, Carl, Australian Carl, uh, Moonbeam, uh, and then people that I've recently met in Taijong as well, but I'm specifically talking about, uh, you know, the previous time period. But yeah, like I appreciated that aspect of it. When I opened a bar in Taijong, you know, I lost that. A lot of my interactions and my social, you know, gatherings took place inside that bar. Uh, the good thing, uh, I also lived in that space, right? So my living space and my working space then became one because we had six floors. And because of the coronavirus, we weren't able to expand and utilize all six floors the ways that we wanted to by renting them out or redecorating the basement and adding lounge space and all that. Uh, but it then became, it became a point where I was doing everything out of one space, right? And as easy as you think it could be to meet people at your own bar and, you know, flaunt that, oh, this is my bar, I own it, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Um, it's hard to build those authentic relationships, especially when I work there 100% of the time and I live there 100% of the time, right? So it's hard for me, myself, to see people outside of customers in some in some circumstances. And also for them, I'm assuming, to see me outside of, you know, Carl the bar owner, Carl the entertainer. Right. It's really hard to get to know them. You get to know people very well because of the conversation you have at the bar. Right. After a few drinks, people open up a lot. Love that about it. I also open up a lot. I also have a lot to talk about. Right. I enjoy talking. I enjoy having conversations. That's why I have my own podcast. That's why I wanted to open the bar. Right. That's why I love teaching for as long as I did, because of what you can do when you're having these conversations. But you know, I, I realized that I cut myself off from something that was important to me and that shaped my expat experience. It was getting out and meeting people, interacting with different people, but in different spaces. That was the key, in different spaces, right? I oftentimes talk to people when, they, when I would hire them to come live and work in Taiwan, I would say, hey, don't limit yourself to one space, to one city, to one place. Get out, see different parts of where you live, get to know different people, put yourself in uncomfortable situations, not necessarily dangerous. You don't have to go skydiving or jump out of airplanes or anything like that. But put yourself in different situations, right? In different places with different people so that you can really get the full experience of what it's like to be an expat, to live abroad. And you can't do that if every day you're going to work, you're coming home, you're FaceTiming with your boyfriend or you're FaceTiming with your girlfriend or you're talking to family and friends back home and saying, yeah, it's great out here, but I really miss you guys. Oh my God. And that's true. You can miss them, but you know, take advantage of being in another country. Go to different places, do different things. And that's something that, you know, I didn't realize that even though I lived in Danshui or in Taipei in that big city, we made it a point to every week eat at different restaurants. We made it a point to meet up with different friendship groups. We were able to create those different friendship groups because you went to different places, right? And Taipei just was a different type of city. Whereas Taichung, what I did, what I took for granted was when I moved to Taichung, that was a big thing. I had to rebuild friendships. I had to create new friendship groups. I have to meet new people and communicate with them in many different ways. That was something I had to do. And I only had a year to do it. And that doesn't, that's not a lot of time, especially when you're so used to being here that, oh, I'll just hop up to Taipei and see my old friends, right? So I didn't give myself enough time to adjust to being in a new city, even though it's a country I've been in for a long time. It was a new city. And then when owning a bar, it was like, yeah, I'm creating all these new friendship groups, but maintaining them. I feel like I fell short and maintaining certain relationships because I was so focused on building the business. So it's not to say that I didn't give people enough attention or communicate, but the way in which I was experiencing 
my friendships and my relationships and communicating with people. And the things I was able to do was was condensed because I had a big obligation to, you know, to my company, to my business, to the bar, right? To maintaining that, to making sure that it continued to move forward. And that's fine if, you know, you have this huge network of people to support you, right? So it was just me, my business partner, and then Erica then became a friend that I would see often and became like a true felt like home for me. But oftentimes that's not, you know, that sometimes cannot be enough. When you open a business back home, or even if you go to a new state, uh, I just want to say back home in like a community that you know, right? You have you have your family. If you don't have your family, you have your close friends. You have your close friends, you have boyfriends and girlfriends and all that. But, you know, when you're abroad, you don't really have that. When I say you don't have that, is that there are moving parts, right? When the coronavirus happened, some of the close friends, they were like, oh, I'm out of here, right? Some friends were even like, I'm not coming outside the house because I'm looking out for myself. I need to be safe. I don't want to go out and, you know, contract the virus by sitting in your bar. And then you you understand these things, right? But the way in which, you know, you and I interacted with people in the conversations I was having and the things that I wanted to do, I, I couldn't do. Like, I couldn't go out to dinner with my friends very often. I couldn't host dinner at my house because I'm like, hey, y'all, we got to open the bar at 8 o'clock or at 7 o'clock. So we got to eat real quick, right? And I would be coaching basketball from 8 to 4, come home, have to take a shower, I have to eat really fast, bam, open the bar, have conversations, go to sleep, wake up, do the same thing on Sunday. So it was a lot of things that were going on pressure-wise. But it's different when you're far away, you know, from home. Like my home was my workplace and was also my bar, right? My home was my workplace and my place of comfort, but everything I did was condensed to that place. So I mean, and I, I don't want to say I'm, you know, sound negative about the experience, but as I close the final chapter on, you know, owning a bar and arts and crafts and the things, the positive things we were able to do and how much it meant to me. I also want to, you know, process with you guys and work through, you know, some, some of the setbacks I, I, I suffered as a result. Like financially, it was a huge burden. I had to do things I never thought I would do, right? I had to play, keep a lot of things, play a lot of things close to the chest because I had to make sure that I was financially able to maintain it during a period of time. We had zero customers, right? So yes, that affected personal relationships. That affected friendships and things that I was able to do. Like that was a huge part of it. The one thing I will say that I'm very proud of myself and what I will always pat myself on the back for and give myself credit for, and I will never change this about myself. Um, I'll make alterations because, you know, everything can be a little bit better, but I didn't give up. Like no matter how bad it got, uh, maybe because I lived there, maybe because, you know, I really saw what arts and crafts was before, you know, the virus and everything took over and uh, destroyed a lot of our, well, took away most of our customers. Um, I never, no matter how bad things got, I still posted about arts and crafts. Like I'm proud of what uh, we were able to create, what we were able to build um, and the relationships I made and I got as a result of that. Like I'm proud of those things. I'm glad that this happened to me. I'm not happy that, you know, it cost as much money as it did, but I'm glad that I was able to have this experience. And again, there were a lot of ups and there were a lot of downs. There were a lot of things that were challenging, a lot of things that you know, I'm, I'm surprised I was able to work through and for my business partner, the same. Um, but like I'm at the end of the day, I'm happy that it happened. But I also want to, you know, kind of talk through and work through some of the setbacks that happens as an expat opening a business abroad. Right. There are a lot of things that we just didn't know. I, about uh, you know about the politics of opening bars there about how you need to have local staff we knew that we'd understand how important it really was um, how marketing is just different right how you know when we were having house parties we invite people out like yeah we're gonna do this uh, yeah yeah it sounds free even though you may ask them to bring beer you may ask them to cook food or to pay for food or 
pitch in for food. Uh, when you ask somebody to come out to a bar, the bar that you own, it's like, ah, man, that costs money. Right? Same same scenario, same setup. Just come out, kick with me, have a good time around people. You know, the music that we're going to play is going to be good. Something you like to hear, songs you're familiar with. But uh, but it's, it's your bar, and it's a bar, and I have to spend money. Uh, mm, uh, uh, mm, I don't know if I want to go out. Right? And we would find friends uh, that, you know, that we've known for a long time, friends that we met before the bar opened. Like, yeah, you know, they want to hang out, but it's like, oh, I don't want to end up at the bar after we hang out. Right? At our bar. So, again, it does... It did impact our, you know, our abilities to, you know, have friendships uh, because, you know, people saw us as the bar and we, and that was a good thing, right? We wanted people to associate us with the bar, but it was also hard and we needed to do a better job of separating ourselves from the bar, right? We're not just, you know, Carl, the black expat of arts and crafts, Tai Jung, right? That's not it. Uh, we are more than that and we want it to be more than that, but it's hard to be more than that and to show that to other people when as much as you want to go out and party at, you know, this new restaurant that opened up and it's, ah, but it's from seven to 10 and we ain't got nobody to cover my shift because, you know, I'm the owner uh, and can't afford to hire anybody to come work there because, you know, coronavirus, uh, staff is low, money low. People ain't trying to come out and work around foreigners. Oh man. So I have to be in this space. And I really, did, it you know, it definitely affected, you know, relationships. Cause it affected how I looked at things. Uh, you know, you know, sometimes you get angry, like, man, like why? Why can't my friends, why aren't they coming to the bar, you know, to, to hang out and support? Uh, but then you also have to understand it's like, yeah, most friends that I had, a lot of friends I had, didn't really drink that much or, you know, didn't like hanging out at bars, you know, liked house parties, liked doing things that were active, like going hiking. Because before the bar, that's what I did. Hiking, traveling, photos, friendship, friends out at, you know, going out to eat and having dinners and things like that. And we tried to implement that into the bar space, but, you know, just being realistic, it's like, man. We're putting too much of ourselves into it. We need to take a little bit of ourselves out of it and kind of let it, let the bar go into what it's going to be, right? No matter what, you know, what that is, we can control like the vibe. We always have control over the vibe because we, we set that, right? But what the bar actually is and what it could grow into, we are too much of ourselves was in it, right? Too much of the black expat was in arts and crafts. And that's, and again, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, when you sit back and you reflect on your experience, how it impacted you and your personal relationships and your friendships, these are things that kind of come to mind and things that I've been, you know, I've been thinking about. So again, that is, you know, some ways in which, uh, you know, arts and crafts, I don't want to say negatively, but it definitely took a toll just in my own personal well-being and how I interact with people from a personal level and on a day-to-day level and on friendship building and things of that nature. So these, you know, this is important. I definitely wanted to cover it. But, you know, as I say goodbye and talk about it for the last time, because I feel it's necessary to close the book on that chapter, right? I, like right now, coronavirus is going crazy in Taiwan. Things are shut down. They may go into a level four shutdown, which is everybody stay at home, right? So I, if I did have the bar right now, it would be empty still. Um, but what, I, what I've always talked about, and you know me, I'm super positive. I'm always about, all right, how is this going to make me better prepared for the future? How can I use this situation that happened and create positivity and apply it to the next stage in my life and the next stage of what I decide to do moving forward? Right? How can I do these things? And I mean, one, there's a, there's a lot of different ways to do that. But uh, I guess one of the most important things that I've, you know, I've realized from this is um, how I'm glad I've learned what I've learned financially from it, what I've learned socially from it, what I've learned about maintaining something, right? When I say I'm glad I never gave up, I am genuinely glad I never gave up. 
I learned how to create posters. I learned how to, you know, do better ads on Instagram. I learned uh, the importance of engagement, you know, with with my communities and engagement with, you know, with customers. I learned how to talk to people better, right? I, I made mistakes in communicating, right? When you're communicating, you're having a good time and you're having fun. As an owner or even as an employee, you can't say certain things. Like I learned how to be better at communicating. It helped me in podcasts. And it helped me, you know, in interviews. It helped me with a lot of different things. But it helped me realize, you know, hey. It's okay to take a step back, you know, and then just be in that moment, even if you're at work, even if you're the owner of something, right? It kind of taught me to take a step back and prepared me for, you know, hey, this is the next stage of what you're trying to do. Because again, every stage of when I've done something, right? Come to Taiwan, hire, hire more people, hire black people to come out here and work with me. Then I'm like, all right, next step. I want to hire people from my alma mater to have the same experience I had, if not better. All right, now I want to CP Travels. I want to start a travel company, right? I want to give people access to the travel experiences I'm having, right? But, you know, a lot of times I put myself forward. I'm like, hey, this is why you should do it because of me or because of my experiences, right? But it's okay to take a step back and then listen. Say, hey, this is why, you know, this is how it's going to help you. Having the bar and, you know, not giving up and being persistent and consistent just helped me, you know, realize when I needed to take a step back and let things happen let things go with the flow and kind of let things play out instead of trying to, all right, this is not working. Let's change it. This isn't working. Let's do more of this. This isn't working. Let's try this. Let's keep trying. Let's keep trying. Let's keep trying. Sometimes it's okay to try and then put something in motion, let it sit there and let it play out and see how it goes because you know that's what I needed. That's what was needed for arts and crafts and for my experience there. But like when I say I am you know, forever thankful and grateful for uh, the bar itself, uh, I am. And I think it's very necessary for me to kind of close the book on, you know, continuously talking about it. I'm never going to forget it. I'm not going to never mention it again. Uh, but I definitely want to, you know, give my final last shout out and, you know, appreciation and thank you to everybody uh, who just supported us along the way. Uh, it was huge. Like, I still have people that hit me up and ask, you know, how'd you do it? Or what was it like, you know, after the virus, I want to get into it. And uh, thank you for, you know, for, for you letting me know that you could be a resource for me to, to just pick your brain and to figure out, all right, if I want to do it, how, what steps do I need to take? And, you know, how much money should I invest in things to put to the side? I'm glad to be having these conversations because I didn't have anybody to have these conversations with when I was out in Taiwan, right? Uh, or opening a business abroad. There were very few people who would open up a, a bar and art gallery business anywhere in the world. Right? And I think since coming back and being able to talk to many people in America about their experiences, business owners uh, during the coronavirus has also shed light on, hey, uh, it's bad to say, but it's helpful to know that you weren't the only one out there just trying to keep your head above water, right? Struggling, uh, paddling up, going up, just trying to figure everything out, right? It's good to know that you weren't the only one that was there and that people back home were like, yeah, like I saw you, but there's nothing I could do to help. I don't know what advice I could give because you're in a completely different country. I'm not, I can't relate to it. So I was quiet because of that. I didn't want to add stress. I didn't want to add to anything that was going there. But, you know, it's good to come back and be able to have these conversations. People are like, you know what? I understand. You didn't get a lot of that in Taiwan, right? The fact that we were open was a blessing, right? And then even, you know, my business partner, just complete opposite to me. I'm always positive. Like, let's keep going. Negative, clocked out, was like, nah, I don't, I don't even care no more. Ain't even got to be here. I can leave whenever. You know what I mean? And like that, that attitude and stuff like that, it's just, it's opposite of me. But it's also, it's real. It's it's in the moment real. And that's, you can't, you know, affect or dictate or try to influence how someone feels about something because they're your raw feelings, your raw emotions are your raw feelings and your raw emotions, 
right? And I've just been through so much that it was like, you know what? This is hard. Having arts and crafts is hard at this moment. I'm not going to give up though, because this is literally a dream come true. It was. And it was something that worked years, years to build. Um, again, sadly, it couldn't end the way that we wanted it to end. Um, but the fact that it has come to an end, and when I look back on it, I do have fond memories, right? I do have laughter. Um, I do have an appreciation uh, and a love for everything that went on. And, you know, when I talk about it, I still have that, you know, that that sense of pride, that sense of accomplishment. Uh, when I think about all the memories, you know, both positive and negative that we have in the bar, uh, the things that we learned, uh, feelings that got hurt and then relationships that got repaired and relationships that that had to end, uh, but, but ended necessarily. I think that uh, it was just a good experience to have, you know, in a good final way, I think, to spend uh, my moments in Taiwan as I feel like I've reached a plateau. And I think there's something I'm going to talk about, you know, moving forward is people are like, oh, well, you know, what's next after the bar? And as you guys know, if you listen to the podcast, my goal is to be six months in America or other countries and then, you know, three to six, six months in Taiwan. I want to be the traveling black expat. I want to have live in two locations, right? I want to have a job that allows me the ability to be able to do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the lifestyle I want to have. I want to be close with my families and friends back home in America and Chicago specifically. But it's cold as hell there. And I asked all of them, like, hey, y'all leaving Chicago? They like, no. Nah. I'm like, day. So I, I I have to be here. Holidays will be in the cold. You know, and I think is I want to be able to go back and be like, yeah, I'm here for the important moments. Uh, but then also go back somewhere else. That's the lifestyle I'm working toward having. And I'm going to have, right? I'm going to do whatever I can to have that lifestyle. You know, again, with family, friends, with family, with kids, wife, girlfriend, all that, I'm s- still going to do it. Still going to do it. And that's something that I'm working toward. And that's what's next for me, right? Figuring out exactly how do I leapfrog or how do I bounce, leapfrog and bounce back from, you know, from this experience, learn and grow from it, put myself in a working environment, a situation where I'm comfortable. I feel like I'm thriving. I can still be creative, right? It took, I took a month off from podcasting because, you know, I just, I just, I needed that time. I needed that space. I did an interview with Janet. I didn't take a month off because again, I love podcasting, but I, I needed that space. I needed that time. I needed that growth period to really just think through, you know, what arts and crafts meant to me. And that's how I'm going to end this podcast right now. Like, what did it mean to me? How did it impact me? Um, Arts and crafts impacted my life in so many ways because for the one of the you know one of the few times in life I was in complete control, but I was completely vulnerable. Right there was I had control over what it looked like, what we did, what we ordered, the beers, uh, the events. Not you know still had a partner, but you know we talked about these things. But we had complete control, but I was completely vulnerable and had also had no control over what could happen. You know coronavirus, no control over that. Customers coming because of the coronavirus. No control over that. Um, and it tested me. It challenged me. Like, hey, are you built for this? Are you built to create something that may not be successful? How are you going to bounce back? How are you going to survive when things don't go the way you expected them to go? And that's not to say that before things were happening like that. But I had a, a, a lot of good luck along the way and you know, working and living in Taiwan for a decade and being successful and traveling to more than 50 countries. A lot of things had to go my way for me to be able to do that. And when it didn't go my way, when things didn't go as expected, uh, again, shout out to all the friends and family who became Patreon to help support, uh, who supported me outside of Patreon, who just, who phone calls, all that. I definitely appreciate that because I wouldn't have made it without those, you know, without the help and the love and the support. But like when things didn't go well, right, are you built for that? Can you make something out of nothing? 
right? Are you going to quit and give up and walk away and cry and blame other people when, you know, it's really no one else's fault. You're doing the best that you can. Like, how are you going to survive that moment, these moments? How is this going to make you better, right? And I feel like because of this experience, because of arts and crafts, I am prepared for whatever the future throws at me moving forward, right? No matter how bad things get, no matter how sideways it goes, right? Because arts and crafts, I lost $100,000, easily $100,000, easily, right? And I've never lost that much. Uh, Many of us haven't, right? In, In two fiscal years, but that's the reality of what happened. Right. But it's what I do now moving forward that will kind of define for me who I am as a person and what I'm trying to build. Right. I, I released the Black Expat Podcast Network. My passion for that has not faded. Like my passion for connecting people has not faded. Right. And when I look back on photos of arts and crafts and the pictures I've taken with people, the things we've done together, it just it's a reminder for me of what I need to do, what I should be doing, and how I should be doing it. And I'm going to continue to work to build upon the things that I've done so far, right? So when I look at these photos that, you know, they said they will be popping up shortly. And I'll, I'll leave some photos at the end of the podcast and the YouTube channel for you guys to check out. Again, for those of you listening on the podcast, go to the YouTube channel. I'll put this on YouTube as well. It'll be me, my face for the first time, but also pictures of my final pictures on posting of arts and crafts before I close the book on it. But yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to doing next, right? It's been a month. I've given myself some time to just digest it personally. I had time to prepare because coronavirus kind of, you know, kicked the customers out. So I was able, you know, to just prepare for the end. But I think it is time for me to just close the door on it, right? And to walk into the next thing that I'm trying to do and the next uh, program and the next projects and the next uh, connections and commitments that I'm going to put forward. Now is the time for me to do that. Uh, and again, I, you know, you guys know how I am. I want to talk to you guys about it first, put everything out there, get your feedback, comments, um, you know, and anything that you guys think that I should be working toward doing more, you know? And one thing I will say is no matter what, I will be back in Taiwan and I will bring something back to Taiwan because it is a place that's given me so much. I want to make sure that I continuously give back to Taiwan, to my city, you know, Chicago, people I still mentor back home in Chicago and back here in America. And also people that I've also started to mentor now out in Taiwan. So you guys know what time it is. Uh, I do want to give a few special shout outs. Thank you to uh, Brittany, uh, newest patron. Uh, thank you so much for just supporting of, the, of all these years. I've known Brittany for years. Uh, Liana, thank you as well. Known you for years. Coop, uh, thank you for your continued support. Um, who else? Who am I missing? Who am I missing? KT, thank you for your continued support. Winnie, American Cindy, Erica, people I've already mentioned. My mom. Always there, my rock, big sister, little sister, nieces, nephews, all of you guys. Thank you so much. I love and appreciate you. And again, be on the lookout for the His Story series. It is going to be kicking off. I am going to do every third episode or maybe more than that. Depends on how I feel. I'm going to give you guys a story from me. And I'm going to make them funny because it's the summertime. Tell you guys some funny stories, things you've never heard about things I've done with other people. And I hope you enjoy them because I will. The first one is going to be called Hold My Stuff. When the old friend of mine did something that was crazy. So make sure you guys look out for that. But y'all know what time it is. My name is Carl, the Black Expat. Thanks for rocking with me again, y'all. Don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, my Medium articles. Uh, Subscribe, like, share this podcast, and check out the Black Expat Podcast Network. There are a bunch of amazing, amazing podcasters that welcomed themselves and me 
to work with them to have them on the Black Expat Podcast Network. So shout out to all of you guys who are on the network and all of you guys who are going to check it out to see the amazing podcasts, including myself, who are on the network. My name is Carl, the Black Expat. We out here.